I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for super special guest, uh, Michael. I screwed that up. Yeah. I'm going to try it again. Whatever. <laughs> super special guest. <laughs> Maybe we'll just let it ride. Sitting in for super yeah. special guest, Mar- Michael. No, See, I screwed it up again. again. Sitting in for super special guest, Michael Hutchinson, is Martin Bailey. Hello. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. My agent in the, in the back. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> hey, there we go. Very much better. Um, so there's a few exciting things. Uh, I guess that's why I screwed this up. Yeah. Uh, one is, is I think I might have found a theme song for the show. Ready? Isn't that awesome? That's, yeah. Kurt Cobain Disco. Creepy. <laughs> wow. It works pretty well, right? Yeah. If, you, if you say so. Hello, hello, hello. Just fill my college years. And then uh, the guy also mixes in blur. Come on, you can mosh to that. No. I love this movie. Huh? I don't know what you would do. I, I love this stuff. I love it. I guess it's a minor disco. It's interesting. So. These uh, these mashups when you when you take yeah. music that you uh, I, here we go. That's funny. Dude, blur, yeah, blur works because it's so weird. Yeah, blur, blur is much more of a poppy sound to yeah. begin with than uh, than Nirvana. But. All right, so that is a uh, uh, Nirvana blur. Smells like disco song too. You can find it on Vimeo uh, by somebody named MM who did it. Uh, but that's uh, yeah, uh, to me, I thought that was pretty awesome. That's pretty funny. That's pretty cool. Um, so today, yes, uh, I'd like to start out. I got fan mail last night. Shut up. I'm not kidding. I got fan mail, actual mail, actual email. I mean, someone didn't put pen to paper, which would truly be old school. Well, that would be really creepy. But uh, our I don't our even know long people time, know how to write anymore. Our longtime listeners have heard uh, our fan mail before, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is right in line with that other fan mail. Oh, oh lord! <laughs> so, uh, first uh, to uh, preface this, preface this, preface this. Uh, for those who don't know, I make videos on YouTube of uh, my wife and I's traveling adventures on a show called Life Doesn't Suck, and we went to Chicago, and that uh, show has got about 50,000 views, and uh, we have about 21,000 subscribers. So just just to keep that in mind, let me take a sip. <laughs> All right, fan mail. Uh-oh. Enjoy and see... Ah. Enjoyed seeing Chicago on your YouTube production, but you flip back and forth from your house to the sites too often. Mm. Far less house and far more travel, please. Mm. Also, your language is too offensive and Frank Anatomy talk I can live without. You swagger and think you're hot stuff and you aren't. The back and forth banter is tiresome and is stupid. (laughs) I know I sound like a troll, but I'm not. Uh Uh-oh. If you would cut down on the above and concentrate more on your really excellent travel footage and good photography, you would vastly improve your videos. You may be 
a very good entrepreneur and clever in business, but you are a total bore and you have basic or you have absolutely no class. Wow. Learn some social skills and how to behave as you act like a naughty adolescent who needs discipline. We have a whole generation of latchkey kids who are like wild animals and have had little attention as kids. I raised three kids who are very successful and polished and work in the film industry in Hollywood and one in a high level position. But I spent a great deal of time working with them and they have very good educations. <laughs> and I worked as an RN like me and like me <laughs> and I worked as an RN and a single parent divorced many years. I really enjoyed parts of your travel film, but your antics detract from your good quality work. You seem to require a great deal of attention. <clears throat> I, th <laughs> I didn't like spending so much time looking at you and your wife sitting on the couch in your living room, room while you act like a 14-year-old. If you had good social skills, you may be far more successful. Mm. I know this is a terribly frank letter, but maybe you need to hear it. Yeah. I am a psych RN and have spent many years working with people, and my boss was a fa very famous doctor, well-known from TV and radio. Read good literature and go to a symphony and broaden your horizons, but keep up the good work in film. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think you're ever growing up. I don't think you're going to... All right, well, I want to add something else. Yeah, I don't, you know. The primary de demographic for my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. like 90%, is 14 to 24-year-old men. Right. So you got to act like that, that age range. It is not right. over the hill divorced women. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so her, I mean, had she taken a moment to examine my channel and yeah. then I teach people how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Right. And I'm a reality television editor and the other videos that are there. Right. Clearly... My so she bumped into like one or two and thinks like my channel is, but right. she went, I mean, that's a letter. Yeah. Like she didn't right. send me, she didn't like comment on YouTube right. and just go, you suck. Right. Your, your, your shit is, you're stupid. Up, which right. basically is that same. But then again, it's just like, well, it's a letter. And she was angry with me. Yeah. Like there's anger in that letter. Yeah. She wanted to call me names. See, so yeah. like, I mean, she's enjoyed seeing your Chicago YouTube production. I'm glad she enjoyed him. Glad yeah. everybody, uh, Far less house and more travel, please. Plenty of those videos already exist on YouTube. Okay. I make a different sort of video. This is right. the video that I make. If you want to see just travel montages, there's plenty of those on YouTube. Yeah. Also, your language. And the other thing about uh, most of our footage when we're not in the living room is of us doing stuff. shit in. Lo yeah, we're yeah. doing stuff in locations. Yeah. So it's still like the same people who are sitting on that couch. Right acting weird in public um also your language is too offensive okay I, I agree with this one and i have been working really hard to tone that down um yeah, which he has ladies and gentlemen and and uh when we recently vis visited uh shakespeare's hometown uh, stratford upon avon i mean i didn't cuss once at all in that video that's fantastic <laughs> uh and frank anatomy talk i can live without I'm getting a sense that life doesn't suck isn't the show for her. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> you swagger and think you're hot stuff and you aren't. That's interesting. That's kind of a jab that like is out of left field because, I mean, that's like a personal thing. Yeah, it's a personal attack. You know, it's and like, 
to say like you know this that and the other about your editing or you know working on more travel less couch that's that's like okay and i and I, then this is like i think my wife of 18 years and girlfriend of 27 years thinks my swagger is hot yeah. stuff so it's funny that like she she's stating a fact here right um the back and forth banter is tiresome and stupid okay like but that's she's flat out calling me stupid yeah like again another personal attack Again, maybe life doesn't suck isn't her show. <laughs> I know I sound like a troll. Now, this is interesting. Right. Yes, you do. Yeah. And if you know what a troll sounds like, right. you're a troll. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like, exactly. like this line. This is the line that I'm like, you're a total troll. Because mm-hmm. if this line wasn't here, then, okay, you're a, you know, 50-year-old mother, divorced mother of three who, you know, doesn't know what's a troll. Right. Like, well, my mom, I guess, is 70. Uh, or pushing 70 she probably doesn't know what a troll is but i don't know i guess 50 50 year old women is probably probably know what yeah they use the internet enough uh to know what a troll is yeah, but anyway it's, it's on the news i mean it's it's, out it's there. in south park this whole season yeah, have you been park. watching south park it's no one of the best seasons ever yeah. by the way uh the this season has been instead I of like south park like at the end okay then you're gonna like, you're gonna love it like because Comedy central always like puts like 10 like their best 10 or whatever of the season because their season's only what 13 ep- or yeah they're short 14. so then they're like oh this is the best of and it's like 10 episodes you're like oh, um, okay so you're weeding out like two this season so. plays out like one long movie okay uh okay. and uh in at the end of last season mr garrison uh raped and killed donald trump Oh, okay. Because who thought that he was actually going to continue right. in the election and win? And you could see at the beginning of this season, Mr. Garrison actually had to take over the Donald Trump part okay. for part of the storyline wow. because he raped and killed him. Because I'm sure the South Park creators were like, there was no way that this no, Donald Trump exactly. was continuing. But that's that's part of the arc, and there's trolls and stuff. Anyway, back to uh, back to Patricia. That's, that's her name. Don't, no, you don't need to see names. That's she included it in her email. I didn't. She, I don't have her last name. I'm not going to give out her email address, but that's her name, Patricia. We don't need to give trolls out. Uh, if you would cut down on the above and concentrate more on your really excellent travel footage and good photography, you would vastly improve your videos. I think it would just be a different video. It would definitely so like, be a different you know, video. What you're saying is like, oh, there's a lot of you know uh, other shows like that. And it's like, well, yeah, there are a lot of other channels like that. But you're, we... you're putting your own spin on it. You're putting your own you know stamp on you know, traveling because it's like you and your wife actually, which I'm very proud of. And I'm very happy to say you're, you guys travel a lot. You guys leave right. LA as much as you possibly can. We try to where yeah. 98% of my friends have never even like left LA County right. or Riverside County, which is fucking sad. Um, so the thing is, is this is, these are my videos. Right. This is my show. Yeah. It's my channel. I finance it. Mm-hmm. It's free for people to watch. I make the videos that I want to see. Right. If other people like them, great. If yeah. they don't, I don't care. I'm yeah. not making mass media. I'm not trying yeah. to sell ads to Coke. Right. I'd love to sell ads to Coke. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell ads right. to Coke. Um, but you are a total bore, mm. and you have absolutely no class. What that's, a statement that's, to make that's from... Really, that's just really weird. I mean, even if she watched 10 of my videos... Yeah. That is that's the conclusion that she makes, which we later on find out that this is a psych RN, mm-hmm. and she concludes based on watching my videos on well, the internet, yeah. I'm a total bore and I have absolutely no class. Well, I, I you know 
I tend to no. I'm just kidding. This is her opinion. I think my wife would disagree. She, she you have enjoys very me. class. She enjoys you, you me immensely. Enough. You have a C. You have a C minus. I have a C minus in class. <clears throat> Learn some some social skills and how to behave as you act like a naughty adolescent. Adolescent. Learn some social skills and how to behave as you act like a naughty adolescent who needs discipline. Mm. Is Mrs. Robinson trying to school me? Yeah, pretty much. I get that feeling. Like, like I get a little bit of a feeling that she might be afraid of strong men and oh, saw. I, yeah. I don't even go that far. I and, just and she saw this like sort of wild guy on this video mm. and she was like kind of threatened by him but also intrigued by him yeah, but obviously to weird... write a letter I mean... she took time out to write a letter definitely i raised unless this was troll day and she wrote like 400 letters then you can't be is troll day? this is pretty specific to me <laughs> this couldn't be very blanketed to no. uh, uh no, i mean i'm like for like she sat down and wrote like 400 notes to other people too. that's that would be impressive yeah. that would be super i should write a well, book she's a psych uh, I raised three kids who are very successful and polished and work in the film industry in Hollywood and one in a high level position. My, aren't we trying to show that we're better than me? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying and, and ironically that you're in the industry. So then, then her kids lie, you know, lie to her because how polished would they be? I know people in the oh. industry since I was, you know, oh, that's right, born. Yeah, right. There are there are two polished people that I've met in my entire life. On out s- of at least maybe yeah. close to two or three thousand. Personal like personal friends of the family, at least two or three thousand that you're just like, Yeah, they don't need to come to the house again. You know, and it's just like and this person makes, you know, eight figures, not just, you know, five or four. Like this is a big person. Yeah, they don't need to come over again. We can just go over to their place yeah. or or we can meet in public. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so they're, you know. From not only just being on a film set, yeah. but being in a corporate boardroom with lawyers involved. Yeah, all that kind of shit. The crass conversations yeah. are through the roof. And mm-hmm. this goes back to, in the past, I've complained about the movie Crash and uh, the scene where uh, Terrence Howard as a black director is being forced to make someone look more black and he wants to, you know, uh, does, is, oh, is, doesn't, yeah, yeah there, there's a scene. Uh, it's actually, it's Tony, one of Tony Danza's best roles ever. Tony Danza is the uh, white producer telling oh, Terrence oh, oh, Howard oh, okay. that the... He needs more black. Yeah, the character needs right. to act more urban, more black or whatever. Right. Very stereotypical. And Terrence Howard, you know, regresses from that. And that is straight up bullshit. Because that is what Hollywood is. Yeah. We, it, you, you emphasize stereotypes. Yeah, you have Other, to. Yeah, otherwise you don't have a story. Right. That's the point. That's why there you are stereotypes. Dimen- Everybody dimen- is just a bland character. You have one-dimensional characters or one-dimensional story, or you have stereotypes and, and characters. And characters right. have three dimensions. And sometimes, even if you don't agree with it, or you go, oh, well, not all black people are like that. And you're like, we're not saying that. This particular show, this particular person... This is how he. This is the stereotype in this. This is how he or she is here, but we have to give it some kind of what they call color, or the character is so bland or boring that you're not going to watch. You pop in a horror movie, and the The cute, the cute girl in white is a virgin. That's the stereotype. Or the dorky kid is the virgin. They're the one that's going to make it to the end. That's the stereotype. So. In Hollywood, in corporate boardrooms, things are very on the nose, very crass, mm. very like matter of fact. Like you know, this is how we deal with things. So yeah, I think her kids are probably 
not being forthcoming about what the film exactly. industry really is. Uh, but I spent a great deal of time working with them, and they have a they have very good educations. Wow, I screwed that up. But I spent a great deal of time working with them, and they have very good educations. Awesome. Well, maybe she should make YouTube travel kids videos with her kids under mommy's guidance. Oh, maybe that's what needs to happen. She wants mommy wants to be a producer. Scott, three boys that are in the industry. One's very high level. She should be producing her own show. I don't know why she's complaining to me. And I worked as an RN and a single parent divorced many years. Now, this one I take issue with. Okay, you've been divorced. I'm going to shit on divorced people for a moment here. Like, she's singling me out and attacking me. I've been married for 18 years mm-hmm. and been with my wife for 27 years. And I still don't even understand that. This is a woman Because you're who, crass and you have no skills. <laughs> this is a woman who got married, mm-hmm. had kids. Right. and then something happened. And, and then didn't have the decency, the, the drive that she owed it to her children to stay together with that person. And don't tell me that she married the wrong person because that's the person that she chose. Right. So and you have three kids. with somebody. So, right. So you so. made a mistake when you chose the wrong person. Then you made a mistake when you had one, two and three children with the person. And don't tell me now it's time to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. You fucking buck up yeah. and you stay with that person yeah. until those kids are raised and out of the house. Then you figure out what you're going to do with your life. The moment that you have children, you owe your life to those kids. Right. And the relationship that you started, you owe it. It to buck it up. Look, if that dude beat the shit out of you and you still had kids with him, then you should get the shit beat out of you for 18 fucking years until those kids are raised. And I know that's extreme and I don't honestly mean that, but don't attack me when you can't even maintain a relationship and then you get a divorce and you fucking raise your kids by yourself. Did they grow up? Okay, maybe. Or maybe they're a bunch of pussies who sit down to piss. I don't know. I don't know her kids, and I'm not going to make any assumptions about her kids. What I do know is she's admitting to me that she couldn't maintain a relationship. Right. And then was so into herself that she got a divorce and chose to raise those kids by herself. And that's bullshit. It's funny how, like, people work things, and they think it, like... Oh, you know, I'm holier than that. Right. They think she thinks it makes her a stronger person that she raised her kids by herself. No. but, But to throw out, like, constructive criticism would be one thing but like she's already made like two or three jabs at you and then has said like this poor pitiful me thing and you're like no yeah i'm, I'm not gonna you feel sorry I mean? for you no 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 that's what i mean it's just like that right there it's like you know hello if you're if you have education that you say and if you're a nurse or you know especially in psychology you should read what you write because that doesn't even make any sense no uh you seem to require a great deal of attention yeah this one is interesting because I didn't go out of my way to reach her. So she's the one seeking attention. Right. But yeah, as an artist, as somebody who Mm -hmm. has a podcast and has written books and produced movies and has a television or has a show on YouTube, not a television show, has a show on YouTube. Absolutely. There is a part of me that uh, likes to put my creativity out there and likes to get feedback from that. Every artist, every person, whether they're in front of the camera or behind the camera, likes attention. They yeah. like, they seek some sort of limelight. Uh, almost all of them would love to uh, to stand up and receive an Oscar one day. So, yeah, but 
On a day-to-day basis, would you qualify me as somebody who needs a great deal of attention? I have no idea. I'm I, from based it, on your opinion, especially like just the travel show, maybe one that she witnessed. I I would not put those together. Like that doesn't make sense. That's a big leap that you need attention because it's just like, well, it's a YouTube channel. Of course, I wanted a little attention. You know, I mean that that that's what YouTube is right. For. That's what it's for. That's what, that's where we're out there. We're trying to get subscribers, but. Your assessment yeah. of me, mm-hmm. of what you know of me, right. would you say that I need attention? Not any more or any less than any other human being. Okay. So that's, no, I mean, but that's, <laughs> I mean, that's being honest. No, it's on, I, I would say yes, you want attention because of your choices that you have made or making, you know, even today. Yes, career-wise. You know, it's obviously. like we're on a podcast. You want attention. You want people to listen to us. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing bad about that. There's nothing like when she's trying to make it like negative or you're being, you know, an attention seeker or attention whore. And you're like, no, I'm not naked. I'm not, you know, making right. porn. You know, you're not doing stuff. Let me put it this way. For, you you have been to many parties that I have yes. been at. Have I have, have I walked in and it was immediately known that I was there and I took control of the room? Absolutely. No. <laughs> You've actually been to several parties that I didn't even know you were there. Exactly. I've known you for like 15 years. Exactly. Like, what do you mean Vince was here? <laughs> I know there. I'm like drinking very heavily tonight, but been there I gone. usually talk to him. So, yeah. She thinks I need attention. Uh I didn't like spending so much time looking at you and your wife sitting on the couch in your living room while you act like a 14-year-old. Again, maybe life doesn't suck isn't her show. Yeah. If you had good social skills, yes. you may be far more successful. I think that would be for everybody. I think so, no, too. That was, I was, yes. Of course. If everybody had better social skills, they would be far but, more but successful. But then again, we have a retard that was just elected president, so you don't really need to have social skills. Right. But if he had better social skills, he would oh be far more su- successful, too. Yeah. But the old adage, I mean, she's talking about social skills. If you don't have no- something nice to say, what Hello. the hell is she doing? Yeah. She's complaining. She's She doesn't have anything nice to say about yeah. me, and she's she's hitting me on my social skills. Yeah. Um, I don't go out of my way to crap on someone's artistic expression. Okay. Um, P- Picasso's squiggly lines, I don't think are very good. Right. I don't buy Picasso paintings. I don't peruse books of Picasso's work. I appreciate Picasso. I like Picasso. I like that he exists. I think he's a great contemporary artist. It's not my. It's not your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. I don't go out of my way to say, "Hey, Picasso, you suck." Yeah. Now with movies, whoever has Picasso on their walls, you're just a fucking idiot because you have Picasso on your walls. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to say that. This is your thing. Although if I walked into someone's house and I saw some three squiggly lines on a canvas and they were like, we paid $8 million for that. I couldn't, I would stop and go, "Mm, no, 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 that's that's not sure. But I'm certainly not going to say to the person, you're, you know what? You're a crassless, classless idiot. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, especially today's day and age, I think anybody who does anything creative should be praised and that should be fostered. Um, creativity should be fostered today in today's day well, that's of the remakes. Major with today. And yeah, people are mm-hmm. uh, well. The wrong creativity gets rewarded, and uh, what I mean by that is the violent, um, unconstructive creativity of today. Mm-hmm. The the Donald Trump type creativity right. uh, is being rewarded, and that probably shouldn't be. Although to some extent, you know, 
the bully does need to be rewarded because the bully does need to exist in our society because it's part of our our culture is you know you you're going to have bosses and bullies and whatnot. Um, but anyway, back to uh, I, I don't go out of my way to stifle somebody's art, and I mean that's exactly what she's doing here. It certainly isn't constructive criticism because the, the one thing that I always I have always gone to, and I, I don't know where I heard this or. I got it from my parents somewhere, somehow. If you don't like something, you don't need to watch it or listen to it or read it. Well, yeah. You know, if there, it's, it's a form of art. If it's like an artistic expression, there's a million zillion things out there. You don't, it's like, I don't need to watch, X, you know, uh, NCIS. I'm right. not going to bag on the show. Mark Harmon and those people, that's freaking awesome. Not my cup of tea. Right. I'm not going to sit there and bag on it. I'm not going to sit there and point fingers at it. I'm like, fuck. You know, there's like 400 people working because of that one show. That right. is fucking awesome. Not my. That's it. I don't watch it. Right. I watch other shit. But you know, so it's like to sit there and to say something, then to go turn around, and go. Oh, I'm not going to troll NCIS, but <laughs> right. Mark Harmon could be doing a little better. And you're like, well, that's that's fantastic. That doesn't make any sense. It's like, I mean, you and I talk about movies and criticize movies, right. but the difference is is. We sit down and we watch those movies. We talk to each other as mm-hmm. friends about what we thought of those right. movies. I do not reach out to, as you say, Mark Harmon or right. whoever the director is and say, you suck. Right. You're an adolescent 14-year-old. Okay. Now, as being in the film industry, I have peers who have sent me work and said, what do you think of this? Right. Then they get a they get notes. They right. get you know, criticism of like, this is what you should have done here. This would again, be better it's, there. It's what you That's call what constructive they, criticism and they're asking for and it. And they're asking for it. Right. right. I'm not asking for it. Now, the, the weirder thing with this is, is <laughs> YouTube has a pause button, a stop button. Right. That's what I mean. You Everyone. can fast forward through my couch interviews and there's a whole slew of other videos surrounding my I mean. video that you can click on. Right. If you don't want to watch this, turn it off. But this is why this is why I mentioned earlier, I wasn't just being egotistical when I was like, maybe she's threatened by, you know, a strong man. Um, And I use that term because a lot of people say it about women. Maybe he's threatened by a strong woman. I'm not sure what her male lead relationship is in in her world, but she I definitely I got her in some respect that she decided to single me out and channel me. And it's like kindergarten when you smack the boy or the girl that you have a crush on. So I feel like she might be slightly threatened by me and also intrigued by me. I mean, went out of her way to write a letter. Uh, But maybe you need to hear it. Now, this one. (laughs) Okay. If she took a moment and looked mm-hmm. at my YouTube channel, I've got millions of views, millions upon millions of views, 20-some thousand subscribers. Which is insane. Why would I need to hear it? Right. What What does she need to correct? Like, what? based on that alone, why would I need to hear it? Right. Um, obviously, I'm doing fine without her. Um, in addition to that, she I mean, she could have Googled and found out that I've written a couple of books. I've, you know, produced, directed, that I was a latchkey kid, ninth grade dropout who went back to college, majored in film, never missed a day of school, maintained a 4.0 in my entire college career. Really? Like, yes, that's true. No. Yeah, that's 100% no. true. I, I, I totally know that. I'm just fine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so... You know, there's it still baffles and, me, but. and you would find out quickly online that I've been with my wife for you know 27 years. These things 
would probably make her say, oh, maybe he doesn't need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, from my videos, you you see our house. You can see that, you know, actually one of the videos, when I talk about our relationship, I talk about our real estate, you know, investments mm-hmm. and how that is all gone. We travel a lot. What would right. give her the slightest inclination that I needed to hear? Like, especially off like one, like you said, one video. I'm that, assuming, that look, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt that she watched 10 videos. Right. But, but still. But I'm just saying. Like she was talking about this particular one, the Chicago or whatever. So let's say she just watched one. You're like, that's a real big, huge fucking leap to say a couple of these things, you know, that are not just based on one video, but like this isn't derogatory or constructive. Like this is like a jab. Yeah. Like this is like a slap in the back of the face, you know, head. And you're like, you could do better and you should be doing this. And you're like, uh, okay. And then we are talking about when we get to the part. Oh. Where she says, I'm a psych RN. Right. Now it all makes sense. Right. Here's somebody with a degree mm-hmm. whose husband didn't listen to her and who. Well, now you're making a leap. Now I'm making an assumption. I shouldn't say that. Here's no. somebody with it. Okay. Based on what right. is in this letter, here's somebody with a degree who wants people to listen to right. her degree. Of course. She worked for a famous doctor who was on the radio. She right. has not been on the radio. Her kids are Hollywood's. Some are, you know, up there. It sounds to me like this is a person who wants to be heard, who is seeking attention. Mm-hmm. What usually whatever you accuse somebody else about is exactly what you are. Uh, and I don't have a psych RN degree. I don't have a psych degree to, to know that. But to me, this sounds like someone who needs to have their degree heard. That person who of walks course. in the room and starts using the, you know, $3 words, although she doesn't use any $3 words here. I'm, so, I'm sorry for what I said about her. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I shouldn't have made that. Like, but I mean, it, it, it's an assumption. Somewhat of me is a bit angry, so I'm, no, no, I'm no, off it, the cuff it's an assu- responding It's an here. assumption out of a defensive mechanism because, the, like I said, these aren't constructive criti- you know, critiques of your work. I mean, these are like... Jabs. No, these are of me. These are, <laughs> these are like jabs and like slap in the back of the head and then, oh, by the way, I, you know, I, I'm a psych RN and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, okay. Right. You know, Again, so it's just, like... All of a sudden, trying to validate herself. Yeah. So by you assuming and and myself, because I jumped in with you, it was just like something went on in that marriage, obviously. Um, Right. But she's she's definitely anytime any human at all throws out that they have a degree in something. Right. Exactly. The conversation's over. (laughs) Exactly. Like right there. You're like, that's fantastic. So you can't you can't speak. Whoa. You can't say two plus two equals, you know, you can't just you know, have a conversation. It's like all of a sudden, well, I happen to be way fucking better than you. Right, right. Because exactly. Exactly. I sat in a fucking classroom for six years. You're like, fuck you. I don't even care. <laughs> it's you know, exactly yeah. right. Um, I, I've always had problems with pieces of paper on a wall. I've always, I don't give a fuck who it is. Now, if I need surgery, if I need an RN, if I need somebody, that's fantastic that you worked your ass off to get that piece of paper. But then at the same time, you don't need to throw it in my face. Well, yeah, I don't have so, a problem with the degree. The problem is, is no, no, the, no, when the they throwing the way. degree. Yeah, they, it's throwing the this. degree in your face. Right. Like um, when when you're talking to somebody and you're you're trying to have a conversation about – You're trying to have a conversation about politics today. And then all of a sudden the person you know says, well, I was a political science right. major. So oh, so I guess my opinion about Trump doesn't matter now right, because you know everything. Um, and, yeah, that's usually – that's the of point. Course. It's akin to uh, – that when you meet that person who's like, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Right. Oh no, you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's you, uh, the key right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
the fact that you say, oh, I have a bike. I don't see color. Oh, you are clearly racist. Exactly. <laughs> um, or if you're, like, you're, if you're in a debate, in the second somebody like raises their voice a certain tone or cusses or you know right. says something personal, the debate's over. Like right there, you have lost. Because you cannot debate this person anymore. You are like throwing up like a defense. It's right. like that um, automatic like, well, I'm better than you. You're like, you're done. I just right. won. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. It's over. Uh, she says, read good literature and go to a symphony and broaden your horizons. Right. Now, that's a backhanded you oh. know, statement. She's yeah. assuming that I don't read good literature, which, which I've read Harry Potter. And she's assuming that I haven't gone to the symphony. Gray. I didn't read Fifty Shades. That was a terrible movie, though. <laughs> That was really a terrible. Well, I mean, hey, we talked about this in previous podcasts. You need to re- you need to read Fifty Shades of Grey. There's a you have you read it? Literature. Huh? No, I flipped through it one time because a few people told me how bad it is. So I actually read. I feel like that's set like, women kind back like a hundred years. Like it's, it's like, terrible. It's, it's third grade English too. There's actual misspellings in oh, the fucking that? book. <laughs> There's uh, the paragraph like structure, like is literally second grade. You just sit there. And well, like, she was writing Twilight fantasy fiction, and then you know this book took off. And God right. bless her. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's made a fortune off of that. But but it is funny when people put that kind of stuff up in in literature. What, so like that right there is like literature. What do you mean by that? What like, shocked me about Fifty Shades of Grey, as we're now off onto that for a moment, <laughs> um, so many women read it, yeah. and it is so like anti woman. Yeah. It is like. She, you know, she needs to be controlled and taught a lesson and, yeah. and, and beaten by him. And like so misogynistic, it's mm-hmm. such a male fantasy. Yeah. And I'm like, I could see this book being taken off as trashy male literature. Right. I Deanna read it. She enjoyed it. Her friends enjoyed it. She would re- she was reading it when we were in the pool. She would read passages to me. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. Like this is just garbage and is not even like a woman power film. Like go watch underworld, man. I mean, watch chicks kick ass and be the women that they are. Vote for Hillary, like support women. Fucking 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Anyway, she assumes that I don't read literature or enjoy the symphony. And I have experienced my, you know, own Bi- I, oh, we just had Nirvana at the disco. The show opened up with that. Come on now. Come on. I mean, not exactly symphonic, but uh, as an editor, I actually... I actually, you know, Nirvana and Blur have used symphonies in their music, so she's actually wrong. Oh, so, so then I have listened to the symphony. Um, <laughs> I'm very familiar with Beethoven, Bach, and, you know, all those other silly composers that I have to edit that their all, work to, all totally... to match videos. My Rubik's Cube video has... Beethoven Talk about playing in the background. Horrors. That's what it, that, um, back in the day, those were the biggest attention. Let's see. In the world. I, I've been to see. Oh, oh God. The yeah, the egos of uh, Beethoven. Yeah, um, I've been to plays. I've seen Wicked. I've seen Rent. I've seen well, Phantom. Haven't are, seen Hamilton yet because it's like nine million dollars to go see it. Have you seen that? <laughs> it's so expensive. No, like uh, they said in Sacramento. Sacramento, which I'm not going to bag on Sacramento. Sacramento tickets are going for like six hundred bucks. Yes, yeah, yeah. When it gets there, that's, that's Sacramento. Like again, no offense. That's not even San Francisco. That's not Los Angeles or you know New York. We're talking about this is the B theaters, B city theaters. No, that you're not going to see, but you're you're not going to see like the lead. You know, people. You're going to see you know the backup people. Uh, well, it's the touring company. No, that's what I mean. But it, well, I, anyway. oh, but I wouldn't know what a touring company is because I'm not well versed in. You don't know. Anything. Things like literature and the symphonic harmonies. 
You know what I did? I, it's symphony. You know what I did this past Saturday? Oh, Lord. Deanna and I went to the, uh, what is it? The Oh, lost it. Yeah, I did. Uh, the name the name just left me. Uh, there's a uh, car museum in Silmar uh, that enamets. Um, a the guy owned a makeup factory and he collected cars. Actually, he collected all sorts of mechanical things. One of the mechanical things that he collected was uh, organs. So mm. we went to a organ concert. Uh, there's an organ built inside oh, okay. this building, okay. and uh, a woman performed. Uh, a uh, two hours we sat and listened to her play the organ, all sorts of various Christmas music and oh, um, different, yeah, organ organ music. She didn't play uh, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," but I really wanted. I, you hear an organ, and you're just like, you want to hear that. No. Uh, and then the, and the music, the music was surrounded, or the music, the room was surrounded by these uh, mechanical music making machines, mm. all fully restored. Uh, it, it was, that's what I did on Saturday. That's what the wife and I went and did. We right. went and listened to organ music. So, um, that's, that's what always kind of like baffles me and, and at the same time thrills me about you two. It's like, again, people, it's like, I've known these guys for 15, 20 years. I don't even know how long, a long fucking time. And a lot, again, going back to a lot of my friends, I mean, go on my Facebook or my phone and I can count the people that have actually left California. And right. I'm not talking like a bit, you know, trip to Vegas or a drunken trip to Mexico, you know, 20 years ago when it was safe. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about literally minus you two, maybe five or six of my friends, unfortunately, have traveled. So it's just like right there, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, losing, you know, losing a lot of credibility because it's like you're actually where we're. Oh, that's right. You're in Chicago. Yeah, it was in Chicago. So it was, you're outside of the state, you're 1,800, about 1,900 miles away. Right. And you're doing shit. Right. So you weren't even in the hotel, and you weren't doing, like, the hardcore touristy shit. You know, you didn't go to the Cub, you know, you, you did Chicago. Mm-hmm. That is more impressive and more than most what most Americans do. Well, we spent... Uh, let alone most, you know, humans We do. spent nearly five weeks in Europe. <laughs> No, right, but like you went to like looking the, at history. And, you went to the popular places. I went to then, I went to you know where Shakespeare was born and raised. you went to the popular places. But at the same time, you went made your own trip, right? You know, out of it. She she feels so, like I'm classless and I need to be cultured. Yet I went to six thousand year old burial stones right. and <laughs> these are the things I didn't just and go. I didn't go to Euro show. Disney while I was there. Right, that's I actually I mean. went. That's, that's, that's I, I mean. educated people on right. bath. Yeah. And that's one of our most recent, actually, our most recent recent video right now is you know uh, Bath in, in Bath, England, and we talk about Roman plumbing and right. what the Romans did and how salacious the Romans were. So I guess there's my crassness about yeah. that. But still, yeah, she thinks that I'm I'm low class. Uh, it is the uh, it was the Nether Cut Nether Cut Museum, a car museum. Uh, hmm. Although uh, the night that we went, there were the car museum wasn't open. There were a few cars that you could see, but it was. Uh, it was all the organs and the, the music machines and stuff. And, and it was awesome. Um, she says, but keep up your good work in film. Yeah. Uh, which I will definitely do. And I will continue making my own movies. Unless, right. of course, her and her boys would like to finance. Oh, fuck then it. I'll take their notes. Oh, yeah. Over the place. Now, <clears throat> no, probably not. Don't agree with them. 
and you could probably it, you know if someone else is financing it i do i serve the production um i very much do uh recently i had a disagreement on the way that a opening of a project should be i presented mine they decided they wanted theirs i went with theirs that was that was the end That's of just it. How it is. but yeah i mean i sit in the room and i go look i don't think this is right because of this right and if the director or producer says no Sorry. i want it this way i do it that way they're the ones writing the check um, well, not just it, that, but it's, you know, the, the producer, it's, it's their baby. It's their, it's their vision. Yeah. And they, they can only do so much to change the, the picture that's in their head. I don't care what kind of producer you are. If you're putting money to your art, you have a vision. There's something there and other people can throw ideas and do, you know, do certain things to help that vision. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's not just the check. It's, it's theirs. I mean, it's, you know. You're not making it. They're making it. You're just right. helping out. So uh, Now, I haven't responded to this woman. But, I don't know. Uh, I think we just did. But, okay. but this, this, was going to be, this was going to be the email response. Tell yeah. me what you think. Uh-oh. <clears throat> what exactly did you think this email would accomplish? Mm-hmm. You are a psych RN who has assessed me as an attention-seeking adolescent 14-year-old. And during the depressing holiday season, when suicide rates are through the roof, you conclude that a, quote, attention-seeking adolescent four-year-old needs to hear, quote, you swagger and think you're hot stuff and you aren't. The back-and-forth banter is tiresome and stupid. You are a total bore and you have absolutely no class. Learn some social skills and how to behave as you act like a naughty adolescent who needs discipline. You act like a 14-year-old. If you had good social skills, you may be far more successful. All this over a free video you watched online. Forward this exchange to your famous boss and three amazing sons and see if they think this was a productive use of your psych degree. Yeah. That was going to be my response. I haven't sent it yet. That's perfectly fine. I mean, isn't that the most absurd? After I read it, that was the first thing that I thought about. I was like, we're in the heart of December. Like, I I actually know someone who committed suicide last week. Mm -hmm. Totally do. Uh, he was bipolar and had a lot of issues. It wasn't very surprising, but obviously he chose this time of year to take his life. Um, because of all the crap that's out there. Yeah. Everything compounds. Not just just life. It's like this particular part of the year. It's suicide time. It it compounds, you know, it comes down on people and it's, it's very hard for people. And part of why I read this was, I mean, I constantly get criticized constantly especially from youtube i don't know what it is there's something about the youtube viewer that feels that feels it inside them to share their vile opinions right. with because the they world can, because they're not a real person it's it's a name it's a name or a code they don't right even, they don't even put their real name you don't i have, do no, no no they don't have their real name nine times out of ten it's some troll mm-hmm. type of system yeah where it just like I'm Martin, but when I go on YouTube, I'm so and so, and I can do it. And you're like, yeah, okay. I'm Barry the Schlong, four five one. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff where you can hide behind, you know, something. Well, and no, and they didn't do it, so they're going to talk shit about you, right? That's the so biggest. That, thing. But that's what a lot of this is. Yeah, it's the constructive criticism that she that she did on the actual video is like a sentence. Uh, or two that I and, spend less time on the couch. I think right. That's pretty much it. Right. So all of it was based towards you. So it's like a personal jab. It's right. a personal attack. It's a personal 
you know, con- you know, uh, uh, which is why I think criticism. she might be, af- you know, afraid of strong right, men. But it's just like the criticism was towards you, which was just like that's not really the point of this particular YouTube thing. Right. It's like my wife and I had fun on this trip, and we want to share it with you. A, we made this video and everything to share things with you. Right. You can talk shit about it. You don't have to watch it. Right. But it's just like at least if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize if you're going to say something towards it and it's going to be negative or whatever it at least makes sense about the video like it was all of a sudden like you're an adolescent you need to be disciplined and you need this and you need this and if you did all these things you'd be much better it's like okay thanks none of that makes any sense to the fucking video that you just watched you know it's just like twenty thousand people are subscribing fifty thousand people watched it obviously out of those fifty thousand i'm sure Five or ten thousand might want to say something to you, um, and if they do, no. But if they do, sure they do, right? But if they do, I would guess out of those, and this is all statistics in my head, that most of them would say something about the video. They would not sit there and go, "Oh, let's couch," and you're an adolescent, and you know what she was saying. Yeah. It's just like that narrows it down to you know, why the fuck are you watching this? With you obviously don't know me, you don't know my wife, you don't know. Uh, the stuff that's out there uh, that you know that I have done over the you know last what you know what five six ten years that you've been doing these things. You know, the, uh, no, the we've only been the, doing the, yeah, the we've YouTube only been doing the, these these videos for uh, yeah, I don't know about five or yeah, about five or six years, I guess. But, but I mean, I mean like I've, tra- I've been like creating the, content right, for the but world, like the traveling stuff. So for you guys decades, have been doing that, yeah. yeah, you guys have been doing that forever. Um, but so. I I think the YouTube, well, one. People sit and watch YouTube and they're entertained by it. And the line is blurred between television, which people sit and watch. They sit in their living room and they watch TV and they watch movies and they have no connection. And until they got Twitter, they had no way of communicating with those people who made that movie. And Twitter is a weird beast because um, I could say you suck on Twitter and it falls down, you know, Steven Spielberg's Twitter feed so far that he never even sees it. Right. YouTube, it sticks with that video. Yeah. And there's a blurred line between like people see TV as entertainment and then they see YouTube as entertainment, not realizing that these are real people. Like the Rubik's Cube video, which I think is around 11 million views now or 12 million views. People like if you text a comment on any of my videos, but Rubik's Cube gets the most, it immediately vibrates on my phone. Mm. It's like you're calling me, right. you're texting me. And I look at the text right. and I'm like, if someone's having a problem with the Rubik's cube and I can, you know, solve it in one second or one sentence or whatever, right. I will respond to them. And I know they're sitting at home going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like the guy who made the right. video just, just responded. Right. I didn't even think that that would happen. Like, you know, that that kind of communication would happen. Um, so people, for the most part, don't realize that they make a comment. They're talking directly to me. Now she so went out of her way, to, right, to make this to further. Made it to like. You. She went, she watched my video, looked at my name, found my website, clicked on the contact link, and then filled out the contact form because this comes from the contact form on my website's email. So she had to make her way to VinceRoca.com and then click on contact. She was determined to find me. So, so she, she definitely so she might have been like a, a little heated up. <laughs> oh, she's in, clearly know, heated up. You know, in this clearly, because you know, sometimes you know it's like sometimes you want you know to uh, not really edit yourself but to like calm down. Like you know, I like I'll see something and I'm like, oh 
you know, I can't believe this happened or right. whatever. And you're like, if you just wait like 10 minutes, if you wait an hour, if you wait a day and then contact the person, you might have constructive, you might have you know, better, something yeah. there to say something. Obviously, this was she watched it and five minutes after, you know, hunted you down, you know, to to tell you about right. it. But people back to my point, yeah, I mean, sorry. we are in the height of suicide season, the yeah. most depressing time of year. And this woman singled me out to say these things. This woman with, who, with a psych degree, who raised three amazing boys and knows how fragile a boy's ego could be, reached out to tell me what a piece of shit I am right. during this time of year. And I really want to emphasize that because, like I say, I know someone who committed suicide a week ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a tough time of year and people often think or may look at me and go, he's written a couple of books. He's made a movie. He's, you know, things are probably great for him. No, people shit on me all the time. And, you know, I go on, I move Mm -hmm. on. It's, you know, that's going to happen. There's going to be a ton of people who don't like your work and that's fine. Let them, but I will still continue pushing out videos every week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop because this person, I'm not going to stop. If everybody doesn't like them, if everyone hates my videos, I'm still going to make my videos mm. because I like them right. and they make me a better editor. Right, Each right, right, video right. There, I make makes me right. better. Of course. And I enjoy my craft and I enjoy making these videos, um, which is, you know, a, a big thing to point out is like the Rubik's cube video back to that. When I made that video, I, in that video, I solved that video in two minutes. That video has been up on, or I'm, I'm solved the Rubik's Cube in two minutes. It's been up on YouTube for five years. People watch it today, and they, uh, one of my biggest comments that I get is, I can solve it faster than you. And I don't say anything to that because they don't realize that time has gone by right. and that I can probably solve it much faster than the two minutes I did five years ago in that video. But time stops for them. Like uh, one of my videos, I thought it would be funny. And I enjoy it anyway. Uh, I put in a laugh track. Like I think it's Costa Rica. Uh, our Under our couch interviews and everything, I put in a laugh track. I got a lot of comments that people hated that. Right. And I didn't include, I didn't do the laugh track in further ones. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. Deanna wasn't really thrilled about it. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll take it out. <laughs> um, but people still watch that video and they're like, you should do this without the laugh track. Well, I've made like 50 videos right. since then, and none of them have a laugh track. So I, it's not like things magically go back, and based on her notes, my Chicago video is now going to change. Right. Like, it's there. It exists. It's done. Right. Like, the, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars. There's no going back to change it as much as George Lucas tried. <laughs> and he made it worse. Sometimes you have a piece of art, and you just got to walk away. You just got to walk away. Uh, well, it's like, you know, like you said, it, it's also this generation of like the mediacy, you know, which you get from YouTube, uh, not from TV. And it's like certain t- even how television has changed. People are complaining, you know, it's like, oh, you have to wait a week for Walking Dead and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and this, that and the other. Um, I just had a long discussion about, you know, the past. Like you said, the Rubik's Cube is what, five years old? Yeah. There was a couple of discussions and like a couple of horror, you know, uh the pages or whatever you want to call it on Facebook. And people were like shocked. You know, it was like this, you know, 15 movies that, you know, shocked the world and, you know, were, you know, banned and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And, and people of a certain age don't understand it. 
because they've seen so many gruesome or crazy or shitty movies or or gore, they don't understand that, you know, like Cannibal Holocaust, when it came out, yes, the people that made that were arrested. They literally were arrested and they had to go to court because the the people that arrested them thought it was a real movie. Right. They thought it was a real thing. They thought that, yeah, that it's and a, like, it was a real no. snuff film. Right. Yeah. And you're like, no, that was 40 years ago. Lenny Bruce is a stand-up comedian. He was arrested on yeah. stage. Oh, I read his Literally, book. while as as he literature, was talking. I read his book, too. Right. Yeah. But while he was on stage, he had police officers come arrest him because he said the word fuck. Right. How to talk dirty and influence people. But that's Lenny it. Bruce. He yeah. said the F word. Now you can, you know, it's it just like, it's amazing, like, how things change. But then we don't, like really educate people in like the, the past you say you know rubik's cube is five years old or whatever well yeah it's, it's five years ago of course you can do it faster that's right. fantastic i don't really give it you know i'm like that's great go right. do it right i could probably do it too now it, that's not really the point <laughs> that i was trying to make five years ago right i did it in two minutes for you right this is how you do it right look at the, the fuck, point of know. doing it yeah, you know, the, it's the, just like it, it the was, point of doing it in the two minutes at the end of the video was to prove here's a working example. Here, here, if you follow this, if you follow the steps I did here, here's you know me solving the Rubik's cube. You can see it actually being done yeah. right in front of you. There's no and it's actually trickery. Kind of creepy, and it's just like um, wow, that actually works. Uh, but uh, and of course you can do it faster. That's fantastic. You right. know, it's just like that's great, but. But people want to show off, and people, and I'm, a, and that's why I don't respond. To and they just, you know, they I just think they it's don't am- see the fifty videos in between, right? Also, I think it's like amusing that people just think that, yeah, things are like frozen in time. That that's, you know, that's yeah. the way that things still are, or people still are, or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, what's going on with you? Is there is there anything? I, I don't uh, know. We talked about me. Is there anything that you want to? Uh, anybody send you fan mail and talk about what a shitty human being you are that you'd like to share? Uh, no, actually, it's uh, which is kind of nice. Mm. Um, I don't actually. Uh, I don't know. I, I've not made a YouTube video to uh, to receive. Uh, yeah, you know, open up a Twitter account or something. And <laughs> no, it's like I've never. I have never. I have perform on SNL. I've, I've read a couple of uh, tweets. Tweets. I guess that's what you call it. Um, Tweets. Do not do not have a Twitter account. So, oh. I am I am old school. I have Instagram. And How are you going to stay up on what the president is doing without a Twitter account? Because it's out there. You really need a Twitter account. You, you know, actually, he's actually he's he's got the button on the FCC thing, so he will start, you know, emailing, texting, and tweeting every single American whenever he chooses to, and that is a real thing. He will be the first president in our social media, you know, world. You know, Clinton didn't do it. Baby Bush didn't do it. Obama, you know. Oh, you mean even though li- I'm not friends with the Donald, he'll he be able to force his tweets upon me? You will, he will literally tweet you, email, and text you. And there's nothing. You can't unfriend. You can't block. Well, that should be interesting. Yeah, which is absolutely hysterical that he's actually... He'll have, about he'll have more whores. friends than Tom on yeah, MySpace. Talking about attention whores, <laughs> you just like you if if you need that in your life, I to me something is wrong. If you want to make a Rubik's Cube video and you want fifty or sixty thousand people to watch it, what the fuck is wrong with that? I I, okay, you know. I'm a little I'm I'm on the fence on this one. For Uh-oh. one, Alec Baldwin is on Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's fucking Donald hilarious. Trump 
should not be tweeting about Alec. No. The president, I shouldn't say Donald Trump. Donald Trump has every right to tweet about the president or about uh, Alec Baldwin. Right. The president elect has no business no. tweeting about Donald no. or about Alec Baldwin's performance on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But that being said, I do find it refreshing and interesting that there's I mean this is the kind of transparency I hoped for when I found out he was elected that I'd said in a previous show with mm. you that uh, when a politician was vying to have a bridge built in Texas in order to approve the wall, Trump would be the one who would just go, can you believe this guy is trying to right. you know, extort money out of me? And Twitter is definitely that route right. for him. And getting an email in my inbox that just sort of spews whatever's coming out of his head, but puts the politics like right there on front page, I do find incredibly refreshing and interesting. Interesting, yes. I don't know whether it is a good or bad thing yet. I mean, him complaining about a Saturday Night Live doesn't really affect me. It's amusing. I think it's you know trite that he's spending it, his time doing that. It's ridiculous. Him complaining of what the Hamilton cast said to Pence, which I cannot is, is for the ridiculous. life of me find anything wrong that the Hamilton cast said to Pence. They never said anything. They, they just said... People in the audience, like about six people in the audience booed, and then Pence, you know, that's that's what the uproar no, was. The, no, at the end, they apologized. They, they, apologized they spoke they said, to him, and they right. basically said, we are the people who are worried about America, and we hope that you prove us wrong. Right. That's an essentially what they said, which there's nothing wrong with that. No. Half of America is worried about this, and half of America, myself as included, hopes that Donald Trump proves me wrong. I hope... Donald Trump is the greatest president America has ever had. I hope for that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope for it. And I'm going to try to support that. Okay. Um, I might have to unfriend you. (laughs) uh, On to lighter things. Uh, Academy screeners. Yes. uh, Which you haven't seen a single one. No, I know. Well, you have them all. They're all with me. They're going home with you. Uh, but we uh, we made fun of American Wrestler last episode, and I watched it, and I thought it was. I found out it was edited by a friend of mine, uh, Brett Headland. Did um, that have anything to do with you liking? Uh, no, I didn't okay. realize it until after the movie okay. was over. I'm just saying. Uh, I didn't notice it in the opening. Because sometimes people are like, "Oh, well, well, I know someone credits. involved, so I, I might. I should." No, I, after I mean, in the last episode when we read, I mean, we the weren't really making fun of it. It just we're making, we're making fun, fun of the covers. Yeah, the covers, like, just, the covers get black. Are just so it's just so bizarre. Like uh, Michelle, what's her name? Monahan is that her name? Yeah, Mon- like her, yeah, from whatever. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, but yeah. like her movie last year, it just literally came. Oh, it, the army movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good it was, movie. No, well, it was, it was the, the cover uh, was a green cover with just the name of the movie. There was nothing Fort in it. Fort Bliss. Yeah, yeah, Fort Bliss. But it just said Fort Bliss. Mm-hmm. There's nothing inside, nothing on the DVD, and no paperwork, nothing with it. So it was one of those things, do you look it up or you just put it in and press play and see what the fuck happens? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, me coming from the public relations world, it's like I actually, you know, studied this stuff and, and worked in a couple of things. Oh, my I God, you're it. totally qualifying yourself with a degree. Absolutely. I have a degree <laughs> in this. I don't have a degree. I hate writing stuff. I hate writing, you know, press releases and all that kind of stuff. And that's why I stopped it, and that's why right. I like I ran away from it. But there was nothing on that cover, right? And what we were talking about really wasn't necessarily making fun of the movie. We were making fun of you know the artwork on these boxes, right. 
where it just like none of it made any sense. Like some of them Fort, didn't make any sense. Fort Bliss, I remember, it, and it was a really good movie. I watched. I remember it, it's on it was table. decent. If I remember correctly, I wouldn't say really it, good, but yeah, it's yeah, good. it it's bugged an me like story. Hurt Locker. Doesn't she in the end? Doesn't she like abandon her family yeah, for yeah, the she, military? Yeah, which is what bothered me about Hurt Locker. Like. He would rather be out there risking. Well, he had to. This goes to the rant that I made earlier. He he was mentally unstable. I know, but, well, yeah, okay. It's just not a positive message. No, 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 no. Like, here is a a guy who who joined the military and, you know, went to fight for our freedom, and I applaud that immensely. But but he he also had a wife and a child, and he would rather be risking his life in the military than taking care of his wife and child. But then, and it wasn't like there the movie was presented in such a way that he felt the need to make um, the world safe for his right. child. He felt the need to risk his life mm-hmm. just for the adrenaline, the rush, I don't know, the stupidity. And I felt that was an incredible betrayal. Like the moment that he, you know, shot out a cum shot and had a fucking kid is the moment that your life changes. It's all about that kid. Take care of that kid. Put your shit aside. Your shit doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. The moment that you have a kid. That's what's so great about like my, one of the, the, one of the best shots in the entire movie, her locker in hurt locker Uh is when he, you know, when she's like, Oh, just go get some cereal. And he goes, and it's the cereal aisle at like the local grocery yeah. store or whatever. And there's seven thousand boxes, and he's just like PTSD. Like no, he's just out. no. It's just like what am I doing here? Right. I don't want to be here. Right. I mean, it's a horrifying story. Yeah, I mean, a thought process that you just sit there and you're like, I don't want to be a father. I don't want to be a husband. I don't want to care about my kid. I don't give a shit about this mm-hmm. cereal. I, I I literally want to go walk on the edge of a, a, a bomb blowing up. You know, me and my friends. You know, I mean, it's it, but it was like that that visual of what am I doing here? And I think that's why I, I enjoy the movie. But then politically, uh, at the end, when he's walking back, you know, at the very, very end, when he's walking down the street or whatever, it, it was a ministry song. And the song, of course, is bashing the war. So, I mean, it was a political it was a jab at, you know. These military people, I mean, they're all fucked up. You know, I, mean, I don't know really, if all of them are. It's no, but they're are. fucked up. And um, the war is doing that to them. Right. Our house so anyway, guest has, yes, has arrived, so um, the, the dogs are excited. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, Fort Bliss, the box. It was just like, it, all it said was Fort Bliss. Right. So had no idea what the hell was it about. And last, you know, what the last blog or whatever, when we were doing this thing, it was like some of these are just like, it's a book. You know, it was like three page. You know, like that one. It was like two page. That no, oh, the one about it was like, like two pages, bipolar, and you're yeah. like, okay, we need to edit this down. We just need to like, it's about family and this. And that's it. So I enjoyed American Wrestler. You should yeah. watch it. Yeah. After I read the synopsis of it from our last episode, I knew I was going to like it. Right. It was about an underdog uh, Israeli, right. yeah, who who uh, comes to America and and uh, uh, gets on the wrestling team, yeah. and you know changes things and uh it was a fantastic story i still think it's a fantastic story i highly recommend it so far out of everything that i've watched i would say that that was actually the best movie that has been in the box so far um i did watch sausage party oh finally um and we can talk about that i've seen that (laughs) yeah like five times uh you've seen it five times really um one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life really yeah it's it's one of the funniest I think so. I think they're fucking. Genius. It's such anyway. like fourteen-year-old adolescent classless 
banter, man. Or but but at the same dialogue. time, it's like walking in. You you know that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. And it's the cream of the crop. It's yeah. literally the best ever in this in that genre. Yeah. I get that. I get that same way. Like in a horror movie, I get that same way in a drama. It's like uh, why I like Hurt Locker. I think it's one of the best war movies ever made because it actually dives into the psychology of these fucking poor bastards that go take up. Sorry. <laughs> these poor bastards that are, that sign up for a, and then turn into B. Right. I think it was like that, the psychology of that, but sausage party was brilliant. I think yeah, everything about it was funny. I, 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 from this start to the end, I think I was laughing through the whole thing. I laughed. I enjoyed it. Thought it was a good movie. I I guess I was expecting to be more Don't, shocked, see? like Team America. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like Team no. America is just so jaw droppingly. Oh my just, god, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so, absolutely crazy. I guess I and kinda it's so funny that. to like hear their interview. I was so. also surprised with shock, because of the trailer of Sausage Party. I thought we were going to deal with the food living in someone's home in the refrigerator, and the whole movie is in the oh, supermarket. The no, that's the sequel. Oh, okay. They've already talked about All right. that. Well, the whole movie is in the supermarket, right. so I was a little surprised by that. Um, well, that's the whole. Some point of the of, voices, though, uh, like the point Ed of, like, Norton, Edward Norton, yeah. was amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, and then you know, then all of a sudden, all the stops come out at the end there with the food orgy scene. Oh, it's just God, <laughs> funny, <laughs> strange. You just, I just, I just sat there and like every single like the baby carrots. You know, oh, they're eating the babies. Like, I mean, everything about it <laughs> right. is just, it's brilliant because it just, I don't know, those two, you know, and it's funny because I don't, I don't smoke pot. I'm, I'm not going to say anything negative about people who smoke pot, but it's like those guys have written some seriously funny shit over the last, you know, what, 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. And you just like, imagine like how much pot and how much booze has gone into their, you know, their kind of humor or whatever. Uh, but like I just watched Superbad a, bit, a piece of it last night. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is funny stuff. Superbad is really good. No, but I, like you just sit there and you're like, wow, this is some. I mean, you know, and even at that time, I didn't really know most of those people. Like, I mean, they were right. like, oh, faces and like, oh, I've seen that was him Mick before. McLovin's first movie. That was Jonah yeah. Hill's first movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Jonah's been in a couple things, but it was no. Like, I think that was Jonah Hill's first. No, he's been working a lot. Um, Superbad. Yeah. No, Superbad was like his ninth or tenth movie. No. Yes. Look it up. No. I don't. The, the yeah, because the college movie. He was uh, the you know he was in several movies. Anyway, um, uh, so go on. Super yeah, fun. no, uh, no sausage party like uh, movies like that. Um, and to go back to the the psych major RN, huh. um, these movies need to be made, and this art needs to be out there. Otherwise, um. You're stifling art, you're editing art, you're destroying art. So, like, the stuff that you do is going to be different than other people. If you made the same exact thing, or if you... Damn, man, these dogs are going crazy back there. Yeah, the gardener, hold on. Time out, kids. Uh, The dogs are going crazy. And dead air. Well, you can edit this out. No, I don't edit the show. Oh, okay. Um, Editing like, the show requires too much work. Exactly. <clears throat> but but it, right there, if you edited yourself, if you changed yourself, if you sit there and become other people, 
uh, other shows, uh, what's the point? You know, it's like, what's the point in that? That that to me is just like, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's book burning, but it's book burning. It's, you know, if you want to watch something else, then fucking watch something else. Um, yeah, you're right about... Uh... I think Sausage Party needs to be made. I think more movies like that need to be made, regardless of uh, how much money it makes, even though it made a shitload of money. Um which is you're, great because it's a funny movie. You're right about Superbad, about uh, oh, Jonah. No, Jonah Hill's been around. Yeah, I Heart Huckabees. Yeah. Uh, he was in an episode of NYPD Blue. He was 40-year-old yeah. virgin. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Grandma's Boy. Um, Grandma's Boy, yeah. yeah he was, he was in Click. He played Ben at 17 years old. I remember that now. Um, he so the Sherman and Accepted. Except, yeah. Uh, then That's the Knocked Up, I like. which I, I can't believe that Knocked Up was before Superbad. I so thought it was after. No, no. Superbad uh, was And then he had a part in Evan Almighty and then Superbad. That's crazy. I, yeah. I totally, so you're totally wrong. Yeah, I'm totally wrong. I think wrong you owe me like $1,000. Probably. Maybe um, $1,200. But yeah, it just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I it's, what's funny is that you, you're giving me this box of movies back. Right. And I'll probably go home and watch Sausage Party before I watch the others. Oh. Only um, because I liked it so much and I have to watch it again. It just it kills me. It just It's one of those movies that just it cracks me up. And sometimes you need humor. And like you said, uh, to go back to like this time of year. Ooh, um, ooh. Go on. Go ahead. Uh, Denial. I watched Denial. You and I talked about oh, Denial oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Holocaust deniers. And, and, I, was like, what, and I was right. like, who the hell would deny the Holocaust? Yeah. Um, great movie. Yeah. Great. Actually, Denial might be the best movie I saw. It might be better than American Wrestler. Um. It, it it blows my mind that anybody devotes their time into proving that the Holocaust didn't exist. Like it, what I said in the last episode after I watched the, the movie holds true in that, like, I, I mean, to one extent, I understand that there are historians out there on both sides trying to find the facts, trying to prove it. And to some extent, I got to applaud the guy who uh, is trying to prove that the Holocaust didn't exist because it gives a whole group of people uh, the job to prove that it did. Right. And, and you know, our government hasn't always been truthful to us and the world's governments haven't always been truthful to them. So seeking out the truth is there, but uh, is important. But I was still like just blown away that you're they're They're standing at Auschwitz I mean, this is like- and they're like, this never happened. Right. Like did this, what the what is Auschwitz then? What yeah. is this place? Oh, there's no proof that this is a gas chamber. And like all those horrific stories that, you know, come out of, you know, the Nazis and it, it fantastic movie. Fantastic. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know, it's really hitting me and it's really killing me right now because I thought it was a joke. But the 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 the, the flat earth people. Oh, are the are there ba- people like back. that who are back? They're, that, they're back. That say that the planet is yes. not round? Yes. I thought it was a joke. I literally thought, like... I got some I thought, truth for I, you. The planet isn't round. Right. It is a little oblong. Right. It's not quite No, round. I know. I mean, Tyson, you know, <laughs> he's, already, you know, he's already told us, you know, what exactly it looks like. But I could not believe... I thought it was, a, yet again, a, a fluke, a joke, uh, something to, you know, to fuck with people. And um, I looked into it, you know, because I was bored, and... There are actually hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> that fucking... I, could, I couldn't find a cat. Yeah, I know. Well, YouTube. you had all my movies, to, <laughs> so I had nothing to watch. Um, but there's hundreds of thousands of people out there, just like the denial, you know, folks, that completely and totally, you know, believe that the, that the earth is flat. And Crazy. you just sit there and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I don't understand that kind of stuff. 
But like the denial thing, it's just like it, you just sit there and you're like, I do. I don't even understand. It's just like a murder. To go back to like psychology, why I like Hurt Locker, why I like movies that with the like psychological twist, or why probably why I like horror movies so much, is that the good ones like there is a psychological twist. There's like to figure out what's going on in someone's brain, and you're like, what the fuck is going on in your brain to decide to decipher to think that the Holocaust didn't exist. Like that kind of stuff. Like where, right? Where's where did the that happen? Right. Like where did that happen? So right. like you believe in God, you believe in a magical being, you believe, you know, you believe in somebody sitting on a cloud, you believe in this, you believe, but you don't actually believe in the proof that this, you know, this kind of thing happened. Right. Um, and this what this wasn't like thousands of years ago. This isn't like you know the Romans fighting you know stuff you know uh, three thousand years right. ago. Or the or, this, is, this doesn't predate or, a history or, book, or, right? Yeah. Or like the Chinese wars, and you're like, well, I don't know if that really happened yeah. that way, you know. And you're like, you know, Genghis Khan wasn't that big. Yeah. You're like, no, he really killed like, like five hundred million people. Thousands so, of people managed to survive the Holocaust, and all and tell the same it. lie. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, right. So and all the armies right. that. Went to Germany, right, and and witnessed this and stuff like, firsthand. Just like, all managed uh, to tell the same lie. What the fuck am I yeah. looking at? Yeah. So plus the fucking Nazis at Nuremberg. Hello, Nuremberg. It was a real trial, people. That went on for years, actually decades, and it still goes on. Yeah, if they find a Nazi, they go to Nuremberg to be put on trial. Still to this day, and what are they told? We were told by our commanders to do this, this, and right. this. You know, and you're like, oh, that's all. A lot. So you're just like, wow. That's a lot of fucking lying. That's yeah, a, a lot, lot of, lying, of people yeah. saying something. That's what's so strange because, on like I say, on one hand, I applaud that there are people on All both right. sides of an issue to wow. really fight that issue. Yeah. But on this particular issue, I'm just That's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, where, where, where in your brain, like, did, what happened? Like the whole moon landing thing. Right. Okay, there's only like 10 people maybe involved in right. that lie. I could see that right. some people are like, that's a lie. There's yeah. a conspiracy here. Like Stanley Kubrick, like, I mean, he li- he literally made it his entire life. You know, that's what he wanted to do is prove that he filmed, you know, this bullshit, you know, uh, moon landing. And you're like, yeah, Kubrick, you're kind of, you're, you're Oh, Kubrick was a, oh, yeah. d- didn't believe. That. No, he, <laughs> no, he believes that he actually filmed some of it. Oh, he does? Like the people, like the people, you know, know came in for, you know, like wag the dog. Like people were interviewed for certain things. No, but people were interviewed for certain things. And can you keep this, you know, this is top secret, you know, this is a top secret movie, blah, blah, blah. There were people that were brought into the studio to do this, supposedly. And Kubrick Mm -hmm. thinks that he was one of them. And you're like, Kubrick, I mean, it was just like, you you made some genius movies, but that you, okay, you're you're hitting crazy now, crazyville now, because that doesn't make any sense. But like you said, there might be a hundred people that have actual physical proof that the moon landing was real. It's like right. There, there's, there's a lot, lot less than the Holocaust. There, there, there's there's millions of books, videos, movies, yeah. interviews, trials. Photos, you know, doc, yeah. You know, right? Oh my god, yeah. This is all, yeah. This is all just uh, one big lie. Um, I also watched uh, Anthropod. Anthropoid. 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 Like we were talking about the dumbest name ever. I haven't seen it, but it's not good. No, I, but I'm just saying. It was just like it's a really, really bad. The name. reason that it's not a good movie, yeah, is uh, it is in the in the first act of this movie, in the opening of this movie, it is clear that the mission that they are going to that they're going to try to execute it's a war movie has dire circumstances right. for everyone involved. It's literally a suicide mission that doesn't yes. make sense. They right. complete their mission halfway through. 
the second half of the movie is basically you watching them all die, die and right. suffer for what they did. Right. And that is not a good story. No. Like the story should have been leading up to the completion of their mission. And then maybe in another five or 10 minutes, just like, unfortunately, all those, all these people right. passed away. All these people were killed, but due to their heroism, right. We you can make it, a, you can make a, it a hero thousands movie. of Jews lives were right. saved. You could make it such a better, like in the movie is exciting up to that midpoint up to them, you know, executing their right. task. And then from that point, you're just like, I'm just watching people die. Like I'm just watching people suffer and die. Like this is, I don't know what kind of statement Mm -hmm. because I know none of these people are going to make it out of this, the circumstances. And even if one does make it out, that's not like, Oh, I'm so happy. I feel great that this person made it. And what's worse is the wife just texted me. That distracted me for a moment. Um, You have a wife. I do have a wife for like a long time. What are you talking about? Anthropod. It just, it's not, it wasn't a well-structured movie. Yeah. Um, Well, it's, and it's so bizarre because I would put it very low on your list to watch. Yeah. Well, I don't really, I mean, I love uh, Cillian Murphy. um, So I might watch, like you said, might watch the first half, but I know what happens because I actually do read and I know it was one of those, you know, things that just, yeah. uh, It it doesn't, it doesn't come out well. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know, that was so, the other thing that I was going to you know, say. So is, it's like it, it's it's one of those. It, it's it, the other problem with this story is in the end when when you're when you're trying to tell a factual story, yeah, and all of your characters who would corroborate those facts die at the end, yeah. then the second half is all assumption, right? Well, like, <laughs> like the, the, my man, actually, I guess most of it is my assumption. major, 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 major issue with like the perfect storm is that. You mean the movie, The Perfect Storm? Yeah, everybody dies. They, they at the all end. die. Yeah. So, so how you don't do we know. know what the fuck happened? Yeah, you don't know what happened because it literally could have been like they went out fishing, they didn't come back. One, one wave, boom, the boat's over. Right. But then the, the the second half of the movie is like forty eight minutes of this great special effects and acting. Right, they're all right. trying to save each other. And you're like, no, we I don't know that, that happened. Happen. Right. They probably just the captain could have went crazy. They and, probably just and got, raped and killed everybody on board. They probably just got, yeah. they probably just like, oh, we, we sunk scored a big, uh, a big uh, fishing thing, and we got a but we have four hundred pounds of shrimp. Let's get drunk, and then they woke up dead. Speaking so, of speaking of boats, real quick, I just yeah. read this story this past week. Fascinated me. A Russian uh, cruise ship, like mm. a full blown like princess cruises, like enormous cruise ship, yeah. was being decommissioned and being towed to the scrapyard. Mm. Uh, the Canadian company who was towing it, their tow line broke. Ooh. The ship went adrift, oh. and they just left it in yeah. the ocean. Then the ship made its way in t- uh, too close into out of international waters, and I think it was into European waters. Mm. So the Canadian company went back out and towed it back out to sea and reaffirmed to everybody that it's not their ship. This is not their problem. This is the Russians' problem. And this boat has been, like, people thought that it just sunk. It's been floating out in international waters with nobody on it. It's got lifeboats and stuff. I assume they took the silverware and, like, stuff like that away out of it. I don't know. But I am so blown away by that that there is a floating cruise ship with no one on it yeah and i'm like how doesn't this seems like it's valuable there could be people living on it like this seems like it's valuable to somebody it's just floating out there and uh, the pirates that are in somalia like they could use this ship like there's just 
you could put this ship on land and people could live in it. Like yeah. it's a structure. Yeah. I'm my mind just is so yeah. captivated and blown away by Absolutely. this cruise ship that's floating around in the in and, the and sea. It's, it's not the only one. And there, then it's like there. a little like you're a little sailboat cruising around the ocean and you come upon this ship with no one on it. Right. And I, I'm thinking and this is like I loved open water and I I loved open water too. Um you have you seen part two? Part two is fantastic. Um, I think you part were, two is more of the real story, right? No, Open Water One. Well, there's the Open Water One is loosely based on uh, like real facts. Open Water Two, these kids go out on a big uh, yacht, mm-hmm. um, and they all jump in the water off the yacht without putting the ladder into the water. So, <laughs> okay, they are next to their boat, right. but they can't get on their boat. And that's what made it a doable story. And right. it's actually... It's, it, it, it has to have happened. Yeah. And it's... I don't know stupid. if it actually did happen, but it's no, great. There's, there's people stupid out it, there. It, Open Water 1 and 2 are both good movies. Um, so uh, so I'm like, this is just... there. There's a movie to be made about a Russian cruise ship floating aimlessly. And like you're a little sailboat and you need help and you come upon it. Or like... Can you imagine you are on your castaway, your Tom Hanks on a desert island, you're stranded, and, and the boat this, comes by, and, and, the, no... and the boat just fucking runs right into the island. Oh, well, that too. And now you've, you know, there's a cruise ship that an abandoned. I didn't know this existed. I was so mind blown by this cruise ship. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, the Hollers. That's I, the one. The Hollers. Yeah. What about it? We made fun of that one. Did we? Yeah. Oh, we that's said, good. Well, we didn't. Make, I mean, we again, we made fun of the PR people. In the box, uh, John Kransky's directorial right. debut. It turns out, and that's the uh, family one. Yeah, not the bipolar. Uh, but Mar- the Margot Martindale uh, has an Oscar-worthy performance in it. It was it was great. The Hollers is a good movie. It's a good family, um, enjoyable movie. I Hollers, I highly recommend. See right here, it's the first uh, one because this is what they sent. That's what just filled with information. Uh, so if you haven't seen the Holler kid, Hollers kids, go see the Hollers. Uh, I don't know that John Kransky is going to win any director. Back in the house you grew up in, because remember we were talking about like uh, mother's illness and oh yeah. god, it's the family. You know, it's like it's been done before, kind of thing. We were talking about it again. We were talking about the PR people making the box. And then uh, last night I, watched... I actually want to watch it because I like I like John Kransky. whatever his name is. Yeah, Kransky. yeah, he's I he's good. Is and he's direct- with Emily Blunt, so he's got to be. Uh, no, um, Anna, Anna, I it was with Emily. Anna Kendrick. I thought it was with Emily Blunt. No, Anna Kendrick's in it. Huh? No, in real life. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't follow yeah. TMZ sort of. I don't stuff. either. I don't know. Who, I just like. I just saw. I, know, like, you know, I know that Ashton Kutcher just had a baby with Mila Kunis. I guess. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. which is really funny because uh, they didn't like each other on the 70 show. Well, I think I mean, it's adorable. I mean they liked each other but they weren't like together. It's so right, it's so it's adorable so that they're together because they shared their first kiss yeah. on that TV show and they're together now. And they they spent many years not being together and they found themselves. Yeah. I think it's so adorable they're together. I don't know if it's going to last, but it's adorable they're together. Yeah, it's a hilarious story. Uh, I guess I know that because of uh supermarket tabloid lines. Um No, she was on Howard Stern talking about. It. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh I uh, I watched last night. I watched Captain Fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, That's fast. A, uh, v, uh, Vigo. Yes, Vigo Mortensen. However, there's a lot of letters in that last name, like Kransky, but yeah. I can pronounce Kransky. Yeah, it's like uh, what's Wolfpack uh, from The Hangover? Uh, Jake, not Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, 
the comedian. Oh, um, uh, Galifianakis. Yeah, Galifianakis. Yeah. Like uh, the, the trend exactly. that just keep adding letters, exactly. vowels and consonants to your last name to be a Hollywood star these days. Uh, but uh, so Captain Fantastic, he is raising his... He's raising the family. Or he is raising that. his family in the woods. And then they have to uh, enter, they have to enter uh, the regular reality. society, reality, whatever, regular society. And the juxtaposition between, you know, how real kids are raised and how they're, how real kids are raised, how common kid, what do you want, what do I want society. to say? Like typical based, kids, yeah, typical how typical society. kids are raised yep. and how his kids Suburban are raised. And it it's uh, for me that was the most fascinating look because there's a lot of things that he's right and there's a lot of things he's wrong right and the movie examines that it does it's not one sided uh, and with kids today the way that they're raised there's uh, things that are right and wrong about them uh, there the the kids from the wilderness for example drink wine and he sees nothing wrong with that which most of the world sees nothing wrong with that uh, but. When he's put in a typical family household, they're appalled that right. his children is drinking wine, and they don't allow uh, cussing or you know foul language at the dinner table, or they don't allow foul language about their with their kids at all. While these wilderness kids uh, use colorful language constantly, yet the typical family, their kids are playing violent video right, games, right. and you just go like, "Where are the lines here?" Mm -hmm. Like. We put the priority on the word fuck as being so crass and terrible, yet we let these kids play first-person shooters right. and wonder why Columbine happens. Right. Um, and in other countries, you know, nudity and sex is right. out on Front Street. Our country, it's so blocked. And if you, you can take a look at it, examine another country that it's even more blocked, Muslim, you know, culture – and what are they? They're so uptight about sexuality and, and how that's why rape is like, you know, it, so, it is ridiculous. So anyway, it's a great movie. Captain Fantastic was uh, it was I was overall it's it was good. It was a fun watch. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. It was really insightful mm. to kind of watch these two. Perspectives. A, little, a little trivia for you uh, with Vigo. Mm. Vigo's made something like 15 movies since The Lord of the Rings. He's only gone out on two of the little uh, tours to uh, promote movies. And this is one of them. So he was really, really involved. So he wasn't just one of the producers. Like he is actually, you know, he was really into Captain Fantastic. And yeah. what you just said, he was more in line with the story and the characters. And he was just like, this is one of the best character based films he ever explored. Like when he read the script. And that's why I want to watch it. I like Vigo anyway. Right. I think, I, I don't know if I've seen all of his movies, but if he's involved, I will probably, he's one, he's on one of those lists. I will probably watch it. There's a good chance I'll watch it in this movie. I definitely will watch anyway. Because like if he, because my dad is an actor. My dad's you know gone out on a couple of those tours, and most of it's just really really rough. You know you think oh yeah. I'm just gonna go to some hotel and talk about my movie. It's like no, you're gonna talk about your movie 400 times in right. one day. You're gonna answer the same question. And you're actually over over. answering yeah. scripted questions nine times out of ten, and you're answering the same fucking question all you know, and it's horrible. And then you go on TV. And it's the same questions on TV. So it's just like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes it's very, 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 very hard to do these promotional tours. And that's why he just he opts out on them. And he actually makes less money for his movies. So I, I, I yeah, actually, there's no way he got paid. He didn't get Lord like of Eastern, Prom for Eastern promises. He did. He almost got it's like almost nothing mm -hmm. because of that. He said, no, I'm, I'm you know, anyway, um, 
so there's there's a lot of stuff that I like about his his business tactics, but also like the 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 scripts that he picks, the the stuff that he actually agrees to, mm-hmm. you know, to do. Um, but the, this is one of those movies. I'm like, yeah, when he was talking about it, the way he was talking about it, it was just like whether if I like the movie or not, I don't know. But when somebody like that is just like he goes all out, I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, just like De Niro, De Niro went out uh, a couple years ago in some movie that he did, and you're like, this guy doesn't do interviews. Right. You know, he actually opts out. I mean, it's in his contract. It's almost like automatic. And he actually was talking about one of his uh, smaller movies that he produced. I watch it just because of that. I'm like, wow, he actually was out promoting it. So that means he believes in it. There's there's something there. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. But yeah, I'll watch Vigo. Uh, Hell or High Water was okay. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah it's it, okay. Yeah, it was That's just, the one that I really want to okay. see. Um. Only because I really like the people in it. That's another one of those. Like, I'm the not, people in it are good. I like, I like the performances Pine, are good. Uh, Chris Pine is fantastic. Uh, he, what's his name? Ben. For, oh, yeah, he's so good. I forget his name. He's he's fantastic. Um, he has to be one of the most underrated fucking people out there. Yeah, he's just he's just insane. He's just so good. Uh, he's as good. Uh, what was the uh, Ben Affleck directed movie with Jeremy Renner? When Jeremy Renner really made his mark. Uh, oh, Argo. No. no. Uh, they're they're in Boston. They're uh, oh 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 uh, yeah. Um, the town, the town. Yeah, this is his first movie. So uh, the the dedication that Jeremy Renner's character has to Ben Affleck in the town is pretty much the dedication. Yeah, oh that, yeah, yeah. That the brothers have in in this yeah. movie. Uh, it's it's good. Um, it's it's entertaining from that perspective. Overall, as far as you know, an entertaining movie. Uh, and, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm glad I watched it, but I'll never w- watch it again. Yeah, it's, it's one on of those. Yeah. Um. I would probably watch the Hollers again. I don't know that I'd watch the Nile again. Uh. It was a great movie. Highly recommend that everybody watches it once. I don't necessarily recommend that people watch Hell or High Water once, <laughs> but I'm not saying not to watch it. Uh. Anthropod, you could certainly go without watching, which happened. Um. Yeah. Uh. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hollers is easily a movie that you can watch, you know, year after year after yeah. year. You know, it, it's it's. A it, good, it'll definitely be one of those TNT, TBS, yeah, exactly. You know, kind it's, of movies. It's a good, solid, right. enjoyable movie. I could see it like when um, I saw a commercial. Like actually, we were talking about it, and then I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that movie. And then I watched the commercial, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be, you know, this is definitely going to be one of those like Thanksgiving ish. Yeah, TBS, exactly. You know, a family TBS, time TBS will have this for like the next ten years. They'll they'll buy this. Um, you know. The uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I I would put Hollers high on your list. I would mm. put Denial high on your list. Although it's I want to be see Denial while. because of her. I really like her anyway, and she's great. Yeah. Uh, Anthropod, I'd put low on your list. Hell or High Water, yeah, you're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. But Hollers is really good. American Wrestler, fantastic. Yeah. And American Wrestler is probably the movie out of all of these that is gonna get the least attention. Yeah, no. Oh, speaking of which, uh, this was a subject that I was <laughs> wanted to broach about Oscars. So last year, Oscars were so white. Yeah. Okay. Oscar yeah. so white, and this really year weird. the Academy has made steps and strides to yeah. try to make Oscars less white and more of color. And American Wrestler is a movie that deals with an Israeli kid, so uh, certainly it can be more of color, more less white. Um, I started thinking. I was looking at the stack of movies that we have thus far, and there's a lack of big directors there's a lack Mm. of spielbergs and zemeckis and uh uh scorsese and there's a lack of big directors and big movies Mm -hmm. in this pile and i started wondering 
and this is kind of a weird subject to broach or a weird thing to think about. Did they not make a movie Mm. because they're not going to win anyway because their movie doesn't have black people in it? Did we flip 180 where you went, there's no sense in making whatever passion story project they may want to tell. Maybe Spielberg wants to tell another, you know, Holocaust movie or I don't know. I remember he had two movies this year. He did? What did he have this year? They they both bombed. It's his first time in his career. The the, the giant movie, the BFG or whatever. Oh, I do remember that. Now you mentioned I do vaguely remember that movie existing. Um, And then it was an animated movie. He was uh, so they were, those were both sort of no, 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 no. animation, right? But I'm talking about like a Schindler's List. Like no, if no, he yeah, had yeah. a Schindler's List that he's right. like, I really want to make this, but there's no point in right. making it this year because I can't cast black people right. as Oscar Schindler um, or whoever. Right. So I'm it wondering, could, it would just be weird. Did did the racism flip 180 where people are just like. I want to make. I want to tell this story, but I don't want to have to tell this story I, with an East Indian European right. black person just so I could get Oscar cred. So why bother? Right. I would actually. I would actually have to uh, say yes. There, there must have been discussions um, in those. There had to have been in those boardrooms where things that are forced upon us. Probably, they probably just didn't even have those meetings or. They're just like, well, we need Denzel. And you're like, no, there's other black actors out there. Yeah. You know, like we, we need to <laughs> we need to find people. We need to go out of our way to find people. And then immediately, instead of making this, you know, this movie or whatever, we need to make a vehicle movie. And that takes time. Right. So I think that the Scorsese and the Spielberg show, whatever, probably had those discussions and probably are out there looking for the next, you know, uh, you know, Spanish, you know, kid from the street or whatever, and they're finding the perfect script, the perfect story, the perfect vehicle, you know, instead of just making, you know, a rival with, you know, five black people. You know, Amy Adams is amazing. Right. Renner is amazing. Yeah, great example. But then you just sit there and you're like, could these be black people? Well, they're black people in it, so don't get me wrong. But then again, you're just like, well, there's a lot of But there's not black people that are starring, that are are, uh, holding that movie up. Right. Yeah. Again, Amy Adams, brilliant. She'll probably be nominated. She'll probably be one of the top two, you know, contenders. And then we're back to Oscar. So white, you know, right? Um, So did they only because she's so fucking good? So at some point they had to have probably considered uh, Zoe Saldana, Saldana, because that's the other. Because you're right. From a studio perspective, they are looking looking right. They need Denzel. They need Will Smith. They need a name. They're looking for the bottom line now. The and the, the, yeah, the gardener. The gardener people are like right next to us. <laughs> um, so the vehicle movies, the vehicle character, you know, driven stuff, um, the tentpole movies, the tentpole. That's funny. It's like right there. <laughs> he's right. Yeah, he's phone. like right out the window um, from us with his headphones on. Doesn't I? Doesn't I think. The, I think that definitely was a discussion. I think that the, those things are out there, and unfortunately, there's going to be a group of people that will literally just say, "Well, if Denzel can't do it, we can't make the movie. We can't make this movie." And yeah. you're like. Well, there's 5,000 other black actors that just, they don't have the Denzel name. Right. Let's give them the name. How many movies were so, presented where, yeah. you know, uh, a studio exec was like, not this year because, That's you know, a, yeah, we absolutely. can't get a black actor right. or, you know, a gu- foreign actor you, in it. I guarantee you that happened. I guarantee you those were in discussions. And then, and for that, the 
certain and this big is movies sad. Or the product big. suffers because now right. there are movies that aren't being made because we couldn't find the or they're on hold and they're, they're like on waiting hold for for a time when when white movies. actors can make movies again. Right. Well, no, but like uh, the Straight Out of Compton, like those, like the two main black actors that have walked out of that to star in other things. They're waiting for them to build an audience, right? So they're built. They're, so they they're, can bank on them, like they can bank. So then on all Zoe. of a sudden, instead so, of right. just putting them in the fucking movie, it's oh well, we have to wait for them to have a name, and it's the same thing that the, that happens to white actors. I mean, Amy Adams was, you know, she was in, uh, yeah. uh, uh, fuck, what was her se- or her second movie was a, a sequel, um, not Sense and Sensibility, the the New York Kids that were fucking everybody over. Big fucking movie, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, uh, God damn it! Look it up. You got the fucking computer. You're right not talking with New York kids. I mean, you're certainly not talking about Bling Ring. No, no, I'm talking like 15 years ago. Look at Amy Adams' like second or third movie. I mean, she, you know, she she worked the the streets of you know shit movies. Um, God damn it! <laughs> not Angel, but uh, you know uh, Buffy. That uh, actress. I don't know. What do we have here? Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, Peter Principal. Psycho Beach Party in 2000. She was in that 70s show. She was in Charm, uh, The Chromium Hook, Zoe, Duncan, Jack and Jane, Providence, Buffy, Cruel Intentions 2. There. Cruel Intentions 2. There's Amy Adams in Cruel Intentions 2. So not even just vehicle movies, but it's like she worked her way up to Arrival. She worked her way up to it. Oh, yeah. This career. I mean, as I look at this career, it does happen. Um, she's definitely put in the oh my god legwork. she's, she's put in some really shitty movies Talladega um, Nights the Ballad of Ricky Bibby well she was and then yeah. she was in oh my god and then she was in Tenacious D the Pick of De- Destiny no, she she's is, friends with, she's she's friends with uh, Jack Black uh, isn't Amy Adams the one that's married to Sasha Baron Cohen no who's that's a uh, Katy Perry was or one of those I don't know who he's married to anymore um but anyway, but anyway, it's just it like they're is. like uh, it's it's great to see, you know, the two, you know, the guy who uh, played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton, he's getting a lot of roles. But at the same time, you know, movies take time. And then when they actually present them to the world, it's like, you know, they can make a movie, you know, a year ago and it's just like, well, timing and Isla Fisher, gonna, that's who's married to yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, which seems but so a certain bizarre. movie, you know, won't come out for a while. And some movies just are, you know, like Dances with Wolves, you know, Stop <sighs> Signs of, No, but that's Stop Signs of Lambs. Signs of Lambs was supposed to come out that year, but the movie company had all their money tied up in Dances with Wolves. So they said, let's hold Signs of Lambs right. off until the following February. Now, Silence of the Lambs is a movie that could so, have been made with... Uh, anybody. Uh, yeah, colored... Anyway. Actors of color, or actors. I mean, they, of what they did, they but brought it to a whole. Dances with level. Wolves was pretty much white man and Indian. There's no one else in that. <laughs> well, but unfortunately, there are white people who are Indians in that movie, so they fucked up there right. big time. Right. So I have a lot of problems with that. I do not like Kevin Costner nor the way he fucking has ever worked at all, especially I... with that movie. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying, like, there's certain movies that are being, like you said, that are being made or have been made. Mm-hmm. And they're quite literally sitting on a shelf because of timing. Because yeah. it's like we have to wait for this movie to come out. Then that person can probably make some money. And you know, oh well, we have eighty million, right, right, you know, right. into this movie, and we have to wait. Blah blah blah, all that kind of shit. Uh, so yeah, but there's a lot of politicking going on in those offices all across the board. I guarantee those conversations were in place. You know, which is just you know, and it's like it's. 
any kind of conversations, like the good and the bad and the ugly of it. It's like we're losing out on certain movies or certain projects right now. It might come out next year. It might come out in two years, which is, you know, fine. But, yeah, Martin Scorsese, I think he does have a movie this year, doesn't he? Not I that thought, I know of. I, thought he, I, thought he had I know that movie. Will Smith has a movie coming that's a big, out. But... Yeah, it's a big, you know, yeah. another, you know, uh, big Christmas movie. But uh, I thought Scorsese had a movie, or he's working on something. But, again, yeah, he, you know. But he's always, he's always gone out of his way to just put whoever. I mean, unfortunately, Departed, I think everybody's white in that movie. But um, that part of Boston that it was kind of based on, you're like, well, that's, there's a lot of white people yeah, there. right. Um, so sometimes, you know, you get, you know, you, you shoot yourself, you know, right there when you're actually making something. You're like, well, we can't make a movie here and put black people because black people just don't live there. Right. So, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's yeah. my Schindler's List example or, you know, right. even the da- Dances with Wolves example. I right. mean, you're just not going to. All right. What else? Anything else? Uh, no, I got a lot of movies to watch. You got a lot of movies to watch yesterday yeah. so we could, you know, get your take on them on the uh, yeah. next podcast. And like I said, we so need to do, gonna, like, uh, I don't know if we were going to do, like, a live thing, but we can, like, watch a movie and then talk about it, like, immediately right after. Oh, you do or that? During. You want to do that next week? We can do it, yeah. All right. We need to pick a movie, one that I haven't seen. Uh, Lion. I mean, I, I'll, I'll see what my dad has. I mean, like I said, yeah. he supposedly has another box of movies that he didn't bring over, so I have to go probably find somewhere. Right on. In a closet, because he doesn't even watch all of them. You know? But he he watched, uh, he actually went to the theater. He saw uh, the Brad, Brad Pitt movie. Allied. Brad Pitt has a movie this year? Jesus Christ. Um, oh, come on. Last year's Brad Pitt movie you didn't even watch. I, I don't even know the name of it. It was the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie relationship movie. It had both oh, of them in Jesus. it. Oh, Jesus. Why the fuck would I watch that shit? Exactly. So don't don't roll your eyes Allied, at me and not watching man. this it's year's big, Bla- Brad Pitt movie. It's a big war movie. It's in the theaters right now. Allied. I, I don't even... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, you don't watch... Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't there a... There, I don't know. You know, he gets married and she might be a spy. I mean, it's actually... Oh, like, yes, you know, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Mary Cotard. Cotard. Martine Cotard. Probably one of the you know best looking women in the world i mean she's in the movie um but i mean yeah he actually went and saw that in the theater so i was a little uh taken back i was a little shocked because mm-hmm. he doesn't do that that much like you said i mean the timing and uh you know he's got like 500 things going on right now so yeah. it, it takes a lot for him to go to the movies um but yeah i mean we'll see what he has i, I know that there's about another 30 or 40 bo- you know movies in the box cool uh, supposedly well i look forward to see what else is coming yeah. our way uh, so far, this crop has been, uh, you know, pretty decent. Much better than last year's, even though uh, Oof, last year yeah, was rough. Last year was rough. I think last year, and we'll go back to last year real quick. I wa- I I give any movie or TV show, like you know, if it's t- you know thirty minute TV show, I'll watch two episodes. If it's a drama, if it's an hour drama, I'll watch yeah, two episodes. Yeah. If it's a movie, I'll I'll drop twenty or thirty minutes into it. Last year was the first time in easily my entire life that I stopped about 15 movies yeah there's a lot of movies because like i just sat there and i was just like what am i like what is this about like chef a lot of people i couldn't make it past you didn't like chef i didn't want i I couldn't make it past 20 minutes i didn't know what the fuck was going on i'm like so john favreau yeah favreau movie could be a fabulous movie a lot of people like a really good movie right but i'm like i just sat there and it was it was in that box that crop of movies that i'm like you have to do something in the first 20 or 30 minutes to get me somewhat interested in something, you know, story, character. Yeah, you know, Chef uh, is a bit you know, of a sleeper, but... Yeah, uh, I, that's just an example. But there was about 20... I honestly think it was about 20, 22 movies. I remember that, you know, 
It was about twenty movies that I just stopped. Yeah, there, there was a after lot. about There's 20, a lot that I haven't seen. From you just sit there. I'm like, I just sat there. I'm like, after twenty or thirty minutes, I was like, just what the fuck am I watching? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at my phone now because right. like, I don't even care. I'm so bored, yeah. You know, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't even understand this. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this. You know, I'll give these movies a shot and right hope, on. Hopefully, not too many. I'll uh, stop after twenty or thirty minutes. Right on. All right. Well, I'm Vince Roca. Martin Bailey. For more on the show, visit Get Convinced. I hate saying my name. I hate, you know, doing that kind of shit. Sorry, kids. Why? I don't know. It's good. All right. You get out there and you go, I am Martin. This is Sparta. I've never been that kind of person. That's not my person. That's not my thing. That's not my genes. It's part. It's part of this gig. This uh, okay. I am Martin Bailey. Thing there you go. That, How's that? Uh, the, you know, you, there are certain standards and uh, formalities yeah, that you have to. It's not about me. It's, it's about the stuff that we're talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm Vince Roca. I'm Martin. <laughs> For more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.